For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. You are listening to Daybreak. The Princeton Tigers football team challenges the Cornell Big Red tonight in hopes to hold their number one position in the Ivy League, and President Biden revealed his $1.75 trillion spending budget and major investment plans. It's Friday, October 29th. Today, the 6-0 Princeton Tigers football team will take on the 1-5 Cornell Big Red in the Tigers' first Friday night game of the season. The second Friday night game will be a road contest at Dartmouth on November 5th. The Tigers are coming off of an 18-16 homecoming win over Harvard, which saw them improve their Ivy League record to 3-0. Cornell, meanwhile, just lost 49-45 against Brown and is still searching for their first Ivy League win of 2021, sitting in last place in the conference. The Tigers have won six of their last seven games against Cornell, with the lone defeat in that span being a 29-28 loss at Powers Field in 2017. The last time the two teams met, the Tigers won 21-7. This week's matchup sees the Tigers as big favorites, but they'd be remiss to overlook the Big Red, who lost by just six points to Yale and by 14 to Harvard earlier this season. Cornell's offense also features wide receiver Thomas Glover, who is currently third in receptions and receiving yards per game in the Ivy League. Princeton's Jacob Bermelin is leading in both categories in the Ivy League. He and fellow Princeton receiver Andre Isovos, who is second in receiving yards per game and tenth in receptions per game in the Ivy League, will be challenged by Cornell's secondary, which features Michael Irons, second overall in the Ivy League for passes defensed with seven. For the first time this season, you won't need an ESPN Plus subscription to watch the Princeton game. The matchup will be available on ESPNU with a 7 p.m. kickoff tonight. The Princeton Club of New York defaulted on the nearly $40 million mortgage of its Manhattan headquarters and the building is set to be sold. The club opened its doors in 1866 and relocated to its current spot in 1963, but was forced to close for 15 months during the COVID-19 pandemic. For more on this story, check out our coverage at dailyprincetonian.com. Princeton geoscience professor Tulis Onstock, graduate school class of 1980, best known for his research on underground microbial life, passed away on October 19th at age 66. His fellow faculty members have come forward to note what a wonderful professor he was. Edward Turner, professor of astrophysical sciences and close colleague of Professor Onstock, stated, quote, he routinely both infected our students with his deep and passionate excitement for science and effectively encouraged them to pursue their own intellectual interests with confidence in their abilities and a sense of adventure, end quote. Although his passing is a great loss to the community, Onstott's legacy will undoubtedly live on in his creation of the Planets and Life Certificate Program at the university. In U.S. news, President Biden has unveiled a new $1.75 trillion version of his spending plan that includes major investments in areas such as infrastructure, child care, and climate. This revamped plan is a reduced version of an original $3.5 trillion proposal that Biden revealed earlier this year, but failed to gather enough Democratic support to pass through Congress. Some of the major components of the new plan include $555 billion aimed at combating climate change through tax incentives for renewable and low-emission energy sources, and $400 billion for free universal preschool. But several key promises including paid family leave, were removed. The CEOs of big oil companies, including ExxonMobil, Chevron, Shell, and BP America, were brought before Congress on Thursday to discuss whether they intentionally underrepresented their impact on climate change. Despite internal documents suggesting that the companies were aware of their effects, the CEOs denied having knowingly spread climate disinformation, claiming the research they had was, quote, incomplete evidence. Facebook has announced that it has changed its corporate name to Meta as part of a major rebranding effort. While the individual platforms owned by the company, such as Facebook, the website, and WhatsApp will retain their names, CEO Mark Zuckerberg stated that the existing brand needed to change as it could not, quote, possibly represent everything that we're doing today, let alone in the future, end quote, in its current form. Branding news comes on the same day that the Washington Post published an article revealing that Facebook, or Meta, executives failed to reveal the extensive data the company collected on how misinformation about the COVID-19 pandemic spread 
spread through its apps, despite being asked by Congress about this very information. Documents and internal reports leaked by Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen revealed that researchers at the company were concerned about the spread of misinformation they discovered, but the company's public blog post and congressional testimonies only emphasized more positive aspects of Facebook's pandemic response, such as pieces of misinformation that they had removed. Today's weather will be a bit gloomy. During the day, the temperature will reach a high of 59 degrees and it will be mostly cloudy. In the afternoon, we can expect some rain, which will continue at night as the temperature drops to around 54 degrees. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Wilson Kahn, Eli Costa, Jenna Elliott, and Carrie Liang, sound engineered by me, and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. Have a great weekend.